History Makers with Matt Prater. Coming off of drugs, you're going to have emotional problems, but I kept chasing after God. And he's using this vehicle to bring people out of the dark into the light. And I went forward and I knelt at the front, and it was a radical conversion experience. And that's where the big change happened, and that's where we decided we're going to use our music for God, we're going to change our songs. When I was about 25 years old, I was uh, busted and into jail, and it was there that I came to the Lord. History Makers with Matt Prater. Hi, and welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with Nathan Gallatly from the band Die Smiling. Now, they were quite a well-known Christian band on the Gold Coast many years ago when I was a young youth pastor. And uh, the band's getting back together, so I thought let's get to let's get Nathan on the radio and get him to hear uh, share a bit of his story today. Welcome along, Nathan. Tell us a bit of your background, mate. Where, whereabouts are you born and raised? Uh, born and raised in Invercargill, New Zealand, and uh, uh, moved to Australia when I was nine. Okay. Uh, and and kind of grew up in Brisbane, so I kind of call myself a Brisbane boy more than anything. <laughs> and so, tell me about those earlier years. Uh, did you have like a religious upbringing? Yeah, yeah. My my father was a, a, a Pentecostal minister, so I, I grew up um, in uh, a good old apostolic hellfire and brim, brimstone church. <laughs> my age, so so it's it's been part of my life from uh, from day dot, really. And did you always have a strong relationship with the Lord, or was there a, a prodigal son experience? You know, tell us about your faith journey. Uh, it's it it's it was always a bit of a roller coaster, always a bit up and down. I, I kind of lived in the shadow of my father's, you know, popularity. I guess you could call it for for quite a while, and and until I kind of ventured out at the end of my teens and and uh, uh, realised that um, for no other reason than the fact that I felt naive, wanted to experience the world, mm-hmm. which I did. Um, to a large extent, and and uh, and but you know since I've obviously matured and got older, my my uh, my uh, faith is is a lot more uh, uh, grounded in uh, just relationship more than religion, which is which is a, a real step forward for me. And it's always been there; it's always been part of it, even if it's been in the background. It's always been uh, always been part of my life, so it's been good. And tell us a bit about your early career. Like, what did you do after school? Worked in a music store. Um, finished school on the Friday. Started on the Monday. Uh, worked in a music store for six months before I realised that uh, uh, trying to sell music was the last thing I ever wanted to do in my life. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, went overseas, studied, went to Bible college for a couple of years. I came back and uh, ended up on the Gold Coast. And that's where I met uh, um, met, met the boys and, and um, started die smiling. And, and from there, it just kind of snowballed. Now, I was a youth pastor at Coffs Harbour uh, in my younger years. And, yeah, I remember that. And remember having die smiling come and perform in Coffs Harbour and got to know you guys. And, you know, it was, <laughs> it was just kind of when Nirvana was big and all the grunge music was big, you know, and... And you guys were like the Christian version of the, you know, the grunge yeah. music, you know. Um, and it was so cool having this worldly music with a Christian message. Did you did you cop a lot of flack for being so, you know, heavy as a band? Oh no, I I, I don't think we did. I, I think everybody was kind of um, everybody was kind of em- embracing it because it was uh, it was just so it was just such a great way to. 
to get youth on board and and uh, and to to spread a positive message. So for us, uh, we we were so caught up in in the whole uh, whirlwind of of uh, the nineties that that we very rarely ever looked at the negatives. Uh, we were just so you know blinded by the <laughs> by by the by the fun that um, we you know we we never looked at anything else. So for us, it was just a it, it, it was a you know it was a great ride. You know we we got to meet a lot of people. We got to do a lot of fantastic gigs, and we got to hang out with a lot of bands that do gigs with bands that became our friends. And and uh, the Christian music scene in Australia back in the nineties was just so huge. It was unbelievable, and uh, and it was really uh, truly uh, nostalgic. Well, I can remember I was also working in Christian radio at the time, and I would have the privilege of interviewing a whole bunch of uh, the guys in all the Christian bands. And, you know, we're, we're talking about that era. It really was a heyday. You know, there were many bands like Rhubarb and Battered Fish and Scary Cats, which you were also a part of at one stage. Yeah, um, Scary Cats and Die Smiling used to used to do gigs together. We always used to, uh, we were always, Nirvana, uh, sorry, uh, Die Smiling was always the support act for Scary Cats. So I'd, I'd, I'd uh, get on stage for an hour and scream my lungs out with die smiling and then go off stage, have a quick drink, put on my um, safari suit and jump back on stage with the scary cat. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And, and, you know, back then there was also, uh, you know, the Australian Gospel Music Festival, uh, which then became Easterfest, and then there was also Sunfest, Black Stump in Sydney. You guys got to travel quite a bit around Australia um, back in the heyday. When we could travel, remember remember that before COVID, when we could travel anywhere and do anything. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing, wasn't it? Yeah. <laughs> so we had this we had this old this old uh, beat up van that we used to you know drive all all up and down the coast to do gigs and just the three of us in the in the van listening to <clears throat> I think back then our our, our um, uh, music of choice for travelling was. Uh, Counting crows. That that was that was the one that the three of us were into when when we were doing gigs. So so we we drive along in this this really disgusting band listening to Counting Crows and rock up the places with our with our stuff and do gigs and get in the band and go again. It was <laughs> cool. Now I remember um, a couple of CDs that I used to have of yours. Um, for those who don't know what CDs are, they're like a big black record, but they're silver discs. <laughs> anyway, uh, um, now you had uh, and the name Die Smiling D Y E um, was a was that a spelling mistake originally, or how did you come up with the name Die Smiling? Mate, those years were all a blur. I can't remember. Just. <laughs> It just seemed like a good idea at the time. So, <laughs> Classic Muso response. I love it. Now, you also had a song that I loved, and, and you and I chatted on the phone recently. There was one of your songs that I would actually use to preach the gospel because it was such a powerful song, um, and the, the words said, said, Every time I fall down, or sorry, every time you fall down, I will catch your fall. And it's, I'll break through. yeah, yeah. Um, and, and it's basically about the gospel. You know, every time we sin... Jesus paid the price for our sin, and he he promised that he would catch us. You know, I just love the heart behind that song. Tell us a bit, because that was one of my favourite songs of yours. And hopefully, when you guys get back together, you can do that song for me. Is there a chance you could do that one for me, mate? Mate, of, of course. You got a request? Yeah, yeah, yeah. All good. <laughs> but tell us about the heart behind that song, because that one I remember was a really powerful one. I used to play it on my radio show. Yeah. 
I had a friend who uh, uh, who uh, committed suicide, and so and that's that's where the song came from. Mm. And for me, it was a very it was very personal. It was very uh, it was a very heartbreaking experience, and and I really needed that um, I really needed that cathartic uh, outlet, uh, that therapy for for getting through that. And so that's that's where the that's why the, that's why I wrote the song because I just needed to get it all out of me on paper, and that's uh, that's what came out. So mm. it was a very yeah, it was a very personal experience for me. Tell me about the CDs that you guys released. Was it was there two albums or was there more than that? Well, there there was there was two albums and an audio tape, <laughs> a cassette tape. Wow, that's bringing back memories, bro. Yeah. And uh, I would say that there's probably maybe a dozen of those just sitting in a box somewhere in somebody's house. And yeah, yeah, it was it was uh, Ria's gallery, uh, Squish, and then then the audio tape, which is which is rare as hen's teeth, is was called uh, flogging a dead horse. Okay, okay, I think I do remember that. Now you mention it. Now, of course, we're talking about a long time ago now. You boys have all grown up. You've all, you know, things have changed, you know, for, for you boys now. And you've decided to get back together. Um, now, one of the reasons why we're chatting today is because I did a Facebook post a while back and an Instagram post saying, I remember the good old days with bands like Die Smiling and Rhubarb and Battered Fish and Tunjip and, you know, Mortification and all those old Christian bands. Who remembers them? And then all these people started saying, oh, I love those bands. You know, and then people in the band said, oh, I miss being in those bands. You know, and, and it got a lot of conversation going. And there's actually been a bit of talk as well about a lot of those bands reforming and possibly doing a big festival together at the Sunshine Coast at some stage. This is breaking news. This, is, this could be big, mate, couldn't it? Yeah, uh, it, it, uh, it was a bit of a surprise to me. We... Dice and I, we'd actually discussed last year uh, about getting back together, and, and we were making progress with that. But um, but all of our lives just got in the way, and, and the timing wasn't right, so it it just um, it didn't happen. But a little while ago, my friend Tony um, Tony Moore, uh, we were in a band together after Die Smiling called Salvation Jane. And we did uh, we did a few gigs and and we actually played I think we played at Easter Fest one year. Uh, we did some recording and stuff. A- anyway, he he's he's a, he's a real uh, he's a bit of a tornado. He gets a he, he's like a you know a dog with a bone. He just doesn't stop once he gets an idea in his head. That's it. And so uh, I think he saw the post and he put something on the post. And he and he and he called me and he says, you know, what are you doing? I was like, you know, I'm just. Just working away. I've got a business now, and I'm just keeping busy. He says, "You know, we should do some stuff together." And I was talking to him about die smiling, and I said, "You know, we need a drummer." And uh, and he and he said, uh, "Well, you don't have to ask me twice." <laughs> so you know, so that was it. And then we started throwing ideas backwards and forwards. And he was talking about you know the hopes of uh, doing some festivals next year. And and uh, we got a hold of Lukey and. Um, Luke, Luke is the same. He just wanted to jump straight in and do it. And then uh, we had some more uh, musos hanging around that um, that have been in, in the wings for a while. Um, one of which was Ben Pullman, who uh, who was who we were talking to about coming on board with Die Smiling last year. So he's going to be coming on and playing guitar and 
Tony Moore's uh, son, who's a real gun guitar player, is also going to be playing guitar, and and uh, and my nephew Josh, who who was the brother of Ben from Alabaster Box, uh, is uh, is a keyboard player, and he's going to be playing keys for us. So we've basically gone from a Nirvana to a Foo Fighters, <laughs> which is great. It's going to be yeah. If, if we can, and I mean, I mean, if I can put out a, I, I mean, I've, I've got a list here of. You know all of the bands that I can remember being around back in the nineties. It was Added Fish, Tonjip, Naked Flame, Bubble Juggler, Vision Head, The Crux. I love The Crux. Oh, I remember them! I used to love their stuff. Yeah, Quick and the Dead, Danger FX, Pale, Flat Earth, Soul Frame. Wow, Soul Frame. Compliments of Gus, <laughs> Rubem, Mortification. Wow, Sozo. <laughs> The Frugals, Dumpster, love Dumpster. Saw their last gig. Wow, what a gig! That was that was that was a momentous moment for me. Seeing them at Black Stump back in the late nineties, that was incredible. Beanbag, uh, uh, Scarjet, Furious Earthworms, love the Furious Earthworms. In the Silence, Rookie Nagasaki, Nagasaki, what a great band. Oh. Empty Tomb, Seraphs, Cole, Anti Skeptic, Temple Gate. My, one of my absolute personal favourites was a band from Coffs Harbour called Purple Belly Rumble. They were fantastic. <laughs> and, the, and, and the Screaming White Jamaicans. Now, there are, there are some... Uh, oh, and um, there's one other band that I didn't put on here that was one of my absolute favourites was uh, uh, Teapot Dome Scandal. <laughs> I, I absolutely love the Teapot Dome Scandal. Well, mate, you've just brought back so many memories listing off those bands, and I'm friends with some of the guys from some of those bands still. Uh, so let's let's you know, like the Blues Brothers, let's talk about getting the bands back together. So anyone mate. out there, anyone yeah. out there that's a part of those bands, contact us. Let us know. Oh, mate, if, if we could get half of those bands to do a to do a a, a nostalgic reunion festival gig, <laughs> wow. That would be, that would be just, oh, that would be Christmas for me. That would be unreal. Yeah, Battered Fish, the bands I'd love to see would be Battered Fish and Teapot Dome Scandal and uh, and Dumpster. That that would be, yeah. So those good, three. If I, we could get those three in a festival, wow. That would, you just wouldn't be able to wipe the smile off my face. So good. Well, let's uh, hope and pray that, um, they're listening to this, whether it be on the radio or on the podcast or wherever. Um, we'll put out a call on Facebook as well. So contact through my website, historymakersradio.com. Uh, send me an email, info at historymakersradio.com. Send me an e- email if you want to be a part of it or message me through Facebook and I'll put you in con- I'll put people in contact with Nathan and Tony and we'll, we'll somehow, you know, network together and get something going. And uh, let's believe for God to... You know, raise up something out of out of this because uh, I really believe that you know there's power in music. You know, there's a lot of people that have been reached by these bands over the years um, yeah. that mightn't go to a church, that mightn't you know want to connect with 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 people in a you know in a church setting, but they'd go to a concert like this, you know, or they'd they'd listen to the lyrics of one of these bands, you know. So let's pray that God's going to use this for His glory, and we'll see what happens, eh? Well, I, I I reckon. Uh... I reckon there's a lot of there's a lot of youth there's a lot of young people in youth groups out there who've been mucking around with bands or the, you know they're playing music or they're playing worship you know worship music and stuff and I I reckon there's 
there's a there's a lot of youth out there who probably put bands together just to be in a festival. So if you're a you know if you're a young person in a youth group and and you've got a couple of mates and you and you want to put together a you know Christian rock and roll band, mate, go for it and and uh, and and uh, hopefully if if these festivals take off, there's going to be a lot of space. And a lot of room for uh, for for everybody to have a good good play and a good go. Very cool. Well, let's uh, hope and pray that something comes out of this. And when I spoke to Tony the other day, he said he'd even love to do some kind of a battle of the bands where all these new bands can, you know, audition and and do a, yeah. a gig as well. So that's a really really cool idea. Very cool. Well, watch this space. We'll see what happens. Uh, Contact us through History Makers through the website and we'll see if we can get something going. And uh, I'm looking forward to seeing Die smiling back together again. Uh, Nathan, it's so good to uh, catch up with you today, mate. I reckon you're a History Maker. Thanks for joining us. <laughs> Great to hear from you, mate. Talk to you soon. If you'd like to hear this conversation again, listen online anytime at historymakersradio.com. There you'll also find links to all of our social media channels and you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast. History Makers is a faith-based ministry, and we want to thank everyone for their generous support. If you've got a suggestion of anyone we should interview, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless. I'm Matt Prater, and my challenge to you now is to go and make history. This year is the 50th anniversary for the Bible League. They're celebrating all that God's done in their ministry, and they're praying into all that He's going to do in the next 50 years. Ephesians 3.20 says that God is able to do immeasurably more than all we ask or imagine according to His power that's at work within us. To Him be the glory of the church and in Christ Jesus throughout all generations. If you'd like to support the Bible League as they reach the generations to come, go to BibleLeague.com.au. Station sponsor.